Hello everybody, this is Mrs. G's Storytime, and we are reading The Tanglewood Secret by Patricia Sanjan, by permission of Moody Publishing Company. And today's is chapter 17, The Secret. We're going to find out the secret that Aunt Margaret has. Now for the secret, we exclaimed, and settled ourselves really comfortably on the stools at my aunt's feet. We were sitting in the early summer evening just outside the French windows. The air was sweet with the scent of roses, and bats fluttered past on restless wings. Aunt Margaret leaned forward in her chair while she talked, and as the story went on, we crept closer and closer until our heads were resting against her knees. Well, she said, before we start talking about secrets, I want to know what you were doing in the orchard at one o'clock in the morning a few weeks ago. We both jumped and went very red. This was most unexpected, but strange to say, Auntie didn't sound particularly cross. In fact, there was a tiny shake in her voice that might have meant that she was trying to not laugh. Well, after a very uncomfortable silence, Philip answered in a small voice. We couldn't go to sleep that night, he exclaimed, and, and we wanted to see the stars close up. So he put on some clothes and went up to the top of the hill, and then you went up to the top of North Hill alone in the dark, interrupted my aunt, sounding very shocked. You've never actually told us not to, I chimed in quickly. Ruth, said my aunt solemnly, there are a great many things I have, not, never, I have never actually told you not to do, but which you know in your heart I wouldn't like, so don't make silly excuses. Now, before we go any further, I want you to promise me that you will never go out alone again at night as long as you live with me. We both promised most earnestly. Very well, then, continued my aunt. As long as you understand that, we will say no more about it. Now, perhaps you are wondering how I came to know about it. As a matter of fact, we thought we could guess, but we did not want to say so. Yesterday, said my aunt, just after you went out, Terry's mother came to see me. She had a long story to tell me. She told me that some weeks ago she was in despair about earning some extra money to buy a blanket for her little boy. And when she saw those big, rosy apples you took to Terry, she decided to come at night and help herself. She did this once or twice, taking only a few pounds from each of tree so that your uncle wouldn't notice and earned quite a lot of money by selling them to the green grocers in the villages around Tanglewoods. Then one night she met you in the orchard. We looked guiltily at each other and wondered whether my aunt would be very cross with us for not telling. We weren't enjoying this secret much. You promised not to tell, went on my aunt, which wasn't very sensible of you, because if you had told me all about it sooner, I might have been able to help her sooner. But still, I know you meant it kindly. Then she told me that she went to see you and took her all your money. And you, Ruth, you gave her your picture and told her the story of the Good Shepherd. I blushed a little. <laughs> I was rather shy about my picture. There was a long silence and we sat quite still with upturned faces waiting for Aunt Margaret to go on. She came to see me and brought me the money from the apples she had stolen. She said she felt as though Jesus the Good Shepherd was calling her, 
and she could get no rest until she had answered him. And then we had a long talk, and she told me all about the little boy of hers, who seems to be dying in that dark hovel of a home. I went to see him this morning, and it's all true. She can't leave him to go to work, and she won't be parted from him to let him go back to the hospital. And they are as nearly starving as anyone can be nowadays. My aunt stared out into the twilight. She seemed to have almost forgotten us. When she left last night, Philip and Ruth, I think the Good Shepherd spoke to me too. I have not thought about him much for a long time, but last night he showed me a lot of things. My eyes were fixed on my aunt's face, and I had drawn so close that she put her arm around me. He showed me a great many things I can't tell you about now, but I will tell you about two of them. He showed me a lot of money doing nothing in the bank, and he showed me an empty room all covered up with dust sheets, but with a beautiful window looking out over the plain, with the sun shining in through it every morning, and the beech tree just outside. I gave a little jump. The best spare room, I whispered. My aunt nodded. Yes, she agreed. The best spare room that's been empty for such a long time, but it's not going to be empty any longer because we want to use it for the Good Shepherd. The day after tomorrow, Terry and his mother are going to come live with us for a time. Terry's mother's going to help me in the house, and Terry's going to lie by the window in the spare room and get some color into his cheeks. It will be his very own room, and you and Philip shall help arrange it and get it ready tomorrow. Would you like that? Should we like that? We were both so glad we could, couldn't speak one word, and I think our faces must have shown our joy for Aunt Margaret laughed a little and seemed to understand. Philip's eyes were quite starry with happiness, and we sat and talked until the moon had risen high in the sky. Then Uncle Peter came and stood in the doorway, and we flung ourselves upon him. Do you know, we shouted joyfully, do you know? Of course he knows, said my aunt, laughing. Don't you think I, do you think I'd turn this house into a hospital without asking him? We were, we were hustled off to bed, and we were told needn't even wash except for our face and hands because it was too late, and which was certainly a perfect end to a perfect day. We spent most of the day getting the room ready for Terry. We spring cleaned it ourselves and made up the beds, one in the corner for Terry's mother and one by the window for Terry. We collected our nicest books and toys and arranged them where he could see them. And then he hung up our brightest, we hung up our brightest pictures on the walls we picked the rosiest apples and the yellowest pears and put them in a dish by his bed. And then we stood and looked around and decided it was quite perfect. Well, that was a short chapter, but it was a good chapter and a very joyful chapter as well. Tomorrow we're going to read chapter 18, Terry at Home. I love you, I'm praying for you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Lord willing, bye-bye.